was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And we are on episode 30. <laughs> and today we're doing something really, really dope. We got a special guest that is going to make you hungry, that is going to connect with you because he's one of us, right? And he's done brand deals. He's traveled. He's left, left his nine to five. Hmm. He's verified. He's killing the game. Like I said, you're going to get hungry. <laughs> Moose, how you t- feeling about this episode? A tough time to record the episode because I'm still fasting. But hey, uh, an amazing brother. I got a chance to connect with him on Clubhouse. So I'm excited for this. and It's going to be great. You got to find out who we talking about after the intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now, joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. So it wouldn't be right if we didn't do, but we are review Review of the the week. (laughs) So this one comes from your girl favorite Sigma. Okay. They said killing it. I love this podcast, the flight assessment piece and how they go into the lives of people we know as celebrities help us bring a freight a fresh damn a fresh perspective straight fire. Hey. All right, hey. I messed up. I got it. I got messed up though a little bit. Moves were on 30. Moves were on 30. Streak, though. No, I know. I know. I know. I know. Couple uh, three decades, a third of a way to a century. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of it's a, a big huge deal. deal. It's a huge deal. But let's get into this guest because the reason why we brought him on is because yes, we go through all the celebrities and how to build the brand and how to build your business and everything, but we want to actually bring somebody who's doing it right now and is just continuing to climb um, in a very dope way by uh, following his passion um, and uh, eating. Mm. <laughs> I'd be so everyone jealous. Wants. Yeah, Fact. everyone wants to get paid to, to eat. Yo, you know? But if you see, and I'm going to get to him, I promise you. But if you see his videos, right? It just looks so happy. It's like every single... First off, I'm going to ask him. Not everything can be good. We're going to get into like the real like conversations of... Is that smile, even though it may not be good? You don't have to name the person or the restaurant. But my man is like... Mm, this is, <laughs> oh my god! This is amazing, yo! Right. Shout out to the YouTube listeners who, uh, viewers who just saw that audio. Y'all, y'all hear the passion that I have. But let me get into my man, Jeremy. There he is. What's up, Jeremy? Officially hiring Nikki. I don't know what your fee is, but I need the introduction <laughs> everywhere I go. What's up, Nikki and Bruce? Thank y'all. Yo, thank you for being here. Thank you. Look, um, first off, let's get, 
I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask because I already brought it up, right? Okay. No, 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 no. I'm I'm not gonna get into it. Let the sure. people know who you. Oh no, it's gonna be the first question though. I'm gonna let people know who you are. All that great stuff. Let the people know who you are. Just like quick little, I don't know, two, three minutes, however you feel like it. I know you're a preacher, preacher sometimes. So however you feel like it. I, hey, uh, I already know. <laughs> well, what's up, Nikki? Well, first of all, I want to say you guys, thank you for inviting me on. I feel great, babe. Very grateful. When I got the message, I said, me? Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I was like, I'm excited. But what's up, everybody? Thank you guys for listening in. Uh, my name is Jeremy Joyce. I'm the founder of Black People Eats. And pretty much it's just a company that brings joy to the world. We do that by connecting y'all to Black-owned restaurants. Now, outside of that, you know, I really just like helping people find their purpose, discover their voice, and change the world. Like, that's really just who I am, and that's what I do, and I try to do it every single day. That's my job, to make people happy. Love it. Love Love that. Look. But okay, I gotta ask the question. I gotta ask go the ahead. question. Go ahead. Let's right. go. <laughs> so, hold on. Let, let, let's do this, right? So, if for those people who haven't gone to Black People Eats Instagram, please go right now while you're watching or listening to this, right? But every video you look so like you enjoy every single bite, right? We're going to get into all the really like special part and then the important part that people come here for. But has there been one that you didn't and you still did a video like it was the best thing in the world? How did you go through that? I want to know. Let the people know. <laughs> Don't say names unless you're that transparent. Go ahead. I know. Uh, uh, so. Okay. So here's the thing. If I try something and I mm. don't like it, I don't post it. Mm. There we go. Here's here's why, right? Y'all meet many people in the world, right? Yeah. And there's so many negative people. So why am I gonna be like, yo, I love the Nikki and Moose podcast? You know, they do their intros really good, but they outros suck. Why am I gonna talk about the outros when you guys have amazing intros? Why don't I just highlight the amazing part? So if one of my strengths is positivity, right? Celebrating achievements and being the force behind optimism, I said I am only going to highlight what I enjoy, which is what my personal preference is. And if I don't like it, then I won't post a video of me eating it. Because when you look at other cultures, um, when they doing these food stuff, they don't talk about what they don't like. So I was like, I want to eradicate pessimism in the, our community. I said the way to do that. It's the only show what I enjoy. And that's it. And leave it up to the world to decide. And right. that's it. It's so crazy, yo, um, that it's people who be like, why you got to post something positive? I want to hear the bad stuff. It's people who like actually say that, which actually shows me there's more work to do. So honestly, that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, I remember I was outside recording and I was recording something. And I was like, yeah, we getting ready to boom, boom, boom. I was like, uh-uh, cut the camera off. No, cut the camera off. <laughs> but I would never do that because, you know, if, you know, Nikki got some amazing mac and cheese and her greens is terrible, why am I going to tell everybody how bad this is instead of saying this is how good this is, you know? Mm. So that's the concept that I try to follow. I really got it from the Bible uh, story of uh, um, Noah. His son 
exposed his dad instead of covering him up. So it's like, look at Jeremy. He do this, he do that. And I think a lot of people do that now. They try to come to Nikki and be like, Nikki Moose, you see what that dude doing over there? He over there tripping instead of going to Jeremy saying, hey, bro, uh, I think maybe you should take a seat for a while. I know that you ain't doing it too well. So I said, if I could take this concept and cover negativity up instead of exposing it, I think it would really be a blessing to the people in the world. So that's really like where I got it from. Wow. I love that. I love that. It was an early lesson, people. Yeah. Early lesson. But yeah. I, I know Moose is going to bring it all the way back. I, I'm no, sorry for my spontaneous no, vibes. No, I love it. I love it because it um, it definitely, like, even the way you go about it, it stays true to who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, grounded in your book of faith and all that, which I think is incredible. But tell the people how you got started, man. Like I said, I think you probably got, I wouldn't call it a job per se. Obviously, you're, you're, you know, your own brand, but who doesn't want to get paid to, to try different foods, right? Like amazing food and, and tell the people about it. That's like the most amazing job ever. But tell us how you got started, man. I'm so intrigued about the concept and also the business aspect of it, because, you know, we're super passionate about, of course, highlighting black and brown, you know, folks and their businesses as well. So in, in a very direct way, you're also doing that but in a way that brings joy and happiness to you. So tell us about how you got started, man. I think that'll be uh, something everyone wants to know. Yeah, thanks most for that. I appreciate that, man. So how I got started was this. There's a place in Chicago called Italy. Imagine Whole Foods times 10. This is what this wow. place is. Like premium meats, wines, cheeses, all that. I went to something called the September Fest. Uh, it was September of 2017, and I went there, and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to record myself. I don't really see black people recording themselves eating. I'm going to record myself eating and see what happened. Went to this festival, $100 a ticket, all you can eat. I had a smoked fish, a smoked bluefish tuna salad, and I was like, I'm going to just eat this. Black folks don't eat stuff like this. I'm going to just eat it. And I recorded my video. I did a cheesy voiceover, and I was like, I'm going to just do this. And I noticed as I was recording, I only seen like five minorities there. And I'm talking about like all races. Wow. Hmm. So I went home. I said, I'm not going to sleep until I find a free editing app and create a video. Now my degree is in finance. So I was like, I'm not going to sleep until I find a free app. I stood up for like four hours, finding an app, found, downloaded different apps. Then I created like a little intro uh, it's funny because I started with voiceovers, then I stopped, but now I'm back doing them. I did a little voiceover like, yeah, guys, look at the blue fish, blah, 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 tuna salad is. And then the video went from that to transitioning to me eating it. I sent it to all of my homies and they was like, yo, this is your calling, bro. This is hilarious. And I said, this video is not going to get no more than 200 views. It got like 350. So from September... I started just like, all right, I'm going to just do a personal blog. I'm going to do food, faith, fashion, finance, right? You know, y'all know people who are all over the place. That was me. And I met this one uh, girl. Her name was Rockford Eats. I drove to Rockford. It's about two hours away from Chicago. I just DM'd her. I didn't know her, but something in me trusted her. And I drove, and I hate driving, drove two hours away. This girl was, uh, at the time, was 23. I was about 25. She had a presentation. She showed me what to do, uh, how I could take pictures as far as like using light, um, how to post, things like that. She just showed me what she was doing. 
I can't. And then the last, her last piece of advice to me was, you need to start a business. And I said, no. Hmm. Came home, told my mentor, Mr. Thomas, yo, just met this girl, Rockford East, boom. He's like, you need to make it a company. No. This is, uh, this is uh, September, about a week later from my festival. From September to November of 2017, I spent the time traveling, going to L.A., going to Memphis, going to New York, and going to, not New York, going to L.A., going to Memphis, going to some other cities. And I said, I'm going to just post. And I will post pictures, and none of the blogs would never tag me in Chicago, L.A., New York. And I said, why do you not repost my stuff? My stuff look decent. Went to the pages. They didn't promote people of color. Then I said mm. they didn't promote restaurants of color unless they were in certain neighborhoods, right? Mm. Like the neighborhoods where it's mainly white people. After that, I said, I'm going to start a company. And I said, black people eat too. I'm going to start a company. And I said, if this doesn't work, I'm going to quit. And I started it December 12, 2017. And I did not look back ever since then. And that's really wow. the birth. and that's really the birth. And one thing I will say in that, I think around October, I said, I think I'm gonna start a company. And I was like, but I gotta get all this camera. And my mentor was like, No, you don't. You use your phone. And I said, No, nah, I need a camera. Bought a camera. Three months later, I made it to WGN on my phone. Mm-hmm. So, and I got camera equipment now, and I use my phone for everything. So it was really just that. Man, seeing people doing what I uh, wanted to do, giving me the seeds of motivation, then having the discipline to water that seed was really how Black people eat started and how it was formed. Wow. 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 But but why didn't you want to start it as a business when they told you? I wanted to stop you right there. Uh And I was like, nah, let, let him rock. But why were you hesitant to to start your company and your business and all that great stuff when your mentors told you to? Oh, that's a good question, Nikki. That's because we can get good advice from people, but until we see it, we won't listen. And that's actually one of my biggest things. Somebody asked me, what's one thing you wish to learn? I said, I wish I would have listened earlier. So for me, I didn't want to just have a food page. Because I wanted it to be faith, fashion, food, and finance. And I forgot the other F. It was going to be called the five Fs. I don't even remember the other one. And I was going to do food on one day, something faith on one day, fashion on one day, finance on the other day. And, oh, flights. Flights was for travel. Then something else about travel. And my mentor said, you just need to do food. If you really like, which one you care about the most? I was like, I love eating because I legit love food. I work in the restaurant industry for six years, from 16 to 22 Started cooking. I was like eight. Had advanced food class when I was like fifteen. I was like, I just love food. He was like, just post food because you're forcing your followers to get all of this stuff over the pace. And then he hit me with the numbers. He said, How can you truly track your success if you're not just gonna do one thing? I challenge you to do it. And I was like, No. I still said no. And that's really what it was. It was me being stubborn. It was me thinking I knew it all. And it was me figuring out that I didn't really need to listen to you, even though you have four companies, you know, even though you some of your four companies have seven figure budgets. But I don't want to listen to you because I'm going to lean in on. I think I know it all. So I'm just not going to listen to you and I'm going to just rely on my own ego 
And I actually called him the other day and said, remember when I didn't even want to start this? So that's the real reason. I wanted to force my followers to like different things. But he said, I challenge you to measure your success from the ground up. Start mm-hmm. from the beginning. And I was like, ooh. And, but it's fearful too, right? Because you don't really know what it's like. Honestly, Nikki, my, my goal was to only have 100 followers at the end of the year. That was my goal. And then he said, what was success to you? He said, if you know success, then you know what to aim for. I was like, 10,000 followers, eating for free. That's what success is like. And I hit that in 10 months. So, like, it's literally me, Nikki, because I, I felt like I could do it my way. And I think that's a problem with a lot of people coming out now. How in the world am I going to reject Nikki and Moose's wisdom when y'all have been doing this for years? And here I'm going to come feel like just because I'm smart or educated that I think I know what I'm doing. And that was my problem was. Help me. A lot of gems, Help Jay. me. Yeah, there's a oh lot of gems. Oh my god, go go ahead. That's Mook, a lot of gems. I had I had another one. I was I don't want to hog it. Go move. Yeah, no. T- tell us, and I'm actually I, I want you to break down that part, right? Because I think what's unique about the story is that you notice the gap, right? You're like, okay, hold up. Why aren't the blogs reposting my stuff? And then number two, there is no black people here, right? Like like that's a gap. Where most people would probably feel like, oh, man, like I stick out like a sore thumb or maybe I don't belong here. Let me go where I will fit in. For you, that kind of encouraged you and you actually talk about just that insight, you know, because I do feel like that's definitely one of the, the, the key ingredients. And we're going to talk, you know, food is like one of the key ingredients that, you know, determines success. Talk to us just about that insight and how you were able to see that and not allow it to push you out, but actually force you to go a little bit harder, you know, in doing it. Yeah, sure. Moose. Honestly, man, you know what I was thinking about Moose? I was like, man, all I see is white hands. Now, I could have looked at it, excuse me, and be like, mm, I'm good. I'm just chill. But for me, I said, you know what? I'm going to create something that every single person on this earth, no matter who they are, can sit at the table and, and create a pair of legs that will raise black restaurants up to the main table because they're at the kitty table. I said, because if these companies are not going to promote them, what they're essentially saying is, I am not going to bring economics to that community. I'm not going to bring economics to the group of people. I'm going to leave it to where my community is. And for me, it's like, man, have y'all ever been somewhere and like you feel uncomfortable? It's like, I want to go there. I want to eat, but I'm uncomfortable because, oh, well, because maybe I got on a jersey and a gold chain. Uh, they they looking at me weird. Or maybe because now, um, yeah, I'm loose. I wear the collar shirts and I got nice shirts, but now today I want to put on the hoodie. And because you got on the hoodie, they looking at you weird. I said, I want to find places where people can be accepted, where people can be loved, but where people can feel be have joy. And that's why I did it. I said, I'm not even going to try to be on their platform no more. I'm done. That. I'm literally going to pick up a hammer, uh, go cut down this tree and go build my own table. And then they're going to be coming to my table asking me questions on how did you build this? Because we've had this table for 50 years, but we see that yours has more stabilization. And that's what my key was. I said, I'm not going to go to somebody else's platform. I'm about to just create my own. 
and I'm going to see what happens. And the goal was never for only just for black people. It was for all people to be united and connected through food. And I was going to do that by showing them the black restaurants, because if you look at the pillar of America, black women were in the kitchen. Black women were creating um, books. I wish I had my book is upstairs. Uh, Abba, I think it's Abba, Abba Fisher or Anna Fisher, the oldest cook, uh, the oldest history, black, the bloatest black book um, cooking, I don't know, recipes for black African-Americans. Pound cakes was made. The reason it was called pound cake because mm. you have that pound butter. I love pound, pound cake. Wow. But the real pound cake, check this out, Nikki. The real pound cake has a pound of butter, pound of sugar, uh, like a pound of flour because they were making it for families. They weren't making it for us. They was making it for white people. So we, black people, always led the movement in food. Like, it, it, and once I started to understand that, like, we mm. took scraps and made it scrumptious. So for me, I was like, they getting off our food anyway. Southern cuisine, we created it. Soul food, we created it. I said, I'm going to create something different. I'm going to create my own. And watch this. Really, that's literally what I was like, Moose. I was like, I'm going to just create this and, and watch this. Mm. That's dope. Look. I told y'all this was going to be good. I told y'all. Y'all didn't want to believe me. Um, Maybe y'all did. I don't know. So I actually want to go a little bit back because you said you wanted to do like this four or five F thing, right? And then you narrowed it down to what you do right now. Uh, Did you ever try doing it and then realize, eh, this isn't going to work? Did you not want to do that one thing because you felt like it was going to like box you in, like break down like that beginning part as far as I wanted to do the four or five F's. Um, I tried. It didn't happen. But mainly because this, that and I didn't want to be boxed in, like break that down. Because when you said that, I was like, no, 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 let's not pass. Let's not pass by that because there's a lot of people who don't want to focus on one thing because they feel boxed in. And the fact that you then narrowed it down is, is so crucial. And I want to have a conversation about it. Oh yes. Thank you so much for adding that question. Honestly, I did not want to be boxed in. I'm going to be 100 with you. When you focus on something, what you're doing is saying like, I'm putting on these focus glasses, right? And when I put these on, I'm literally going to hone in on something. I'm just going to focus on that one thing. I'm going to eliminate distractions. I'm going to become quiet in my own mind. We're going to mute the noise and I'm going to find that lane and I'm going to just execute in it. I didn't want to do that because I literally felt like, well, if I'm going to do food, I'm going to dress nice. So I could just go take a picture. If um, I'm driving in my car, I just turn on my camera and just do a little video real quick. So I'm like, I can just do all of this. But and everybody has their own opinion. But for me, in my opinion, I believe this is what really set the tone off. Miles Monroe had a video and he was talking about purpose. And I never forget this. He said, most people are a jack of all trades, but a master of nothing. And I was like, oh, snaps. Yo, that makes sense. And then um, I remember overviewing a book of ma- a book called Mastery of Robert Greene. 
And I remember reading like a snippet of it. And it said most people have not mastered anything in in the synopsis. And I was like, hmm, I feel boxed in. But see, the problem is when you try to be a jack of all trades, you're not going to do everything well. It's literally like y'all both having me in the middle and I got Nikki's rope and then I got Moose's rope and I'm trying to do both and I'm just getting pulled. If I'm getting pulled, I'm slowly coming down. You can't stand your ground if you get pulled from two directions. But now if me and Nikki start doing tug of war by herself, now I have more of a firm grasp to pull something towards me. And I think the real reason why some of us haven't been pulled into our full purpose is because we're trying to do more than one thing and we're stretching ourselves out. And but then again, it's like, well, I want I think people want to be known for doing all these things. Cause it sounds good, it looks good. Like, yo, I got a podcast, yo, I got an Instagram, yo, I got a YouTube, yo, I got a t-shirt company, yo, I got a consulting company. I also do private coaching. It sounds so good, but yet you're doing it by yourself, you're burning yourself out. And that's what I realized for me, Nikki. I was like, I feel boxed in doing one thing, but when I start doing the one thing. I blew the box up and now I was like, okay, well, what's the next box I want to try to do? Because now you blow something up, you create a system, you replace yourself, and then you go do another, you go do the same thing. And that's what it was for me, Nikki. And it's funny you said that because when I started to focus on food, a lot of people don't know this. I'm finna, I'm finna drop this. I changed my name from Black People Eats to All People Eats a weekend. I allow somebody to convince me that only focusing, so when we talk about focusing, only focusing on black restaurants will not get you far. So you need to change it. I changed my name from all people eat, from black people eat to all people eat. I was at my best friend Rob house and I was telling him what I was getting ready to do. And the day I was showing him a video, I saw a restaurant repost my video, but they tagged my old name. So after, after that, I was like, crap, I got to change my name back because they, they're not going to find me. And ever since then, I was like, I will never change my name. I'm going to focus on this one thing. I'm going to eliminate the distractions. I'm going to just see what happens if I put all my energy and focus on this one thing. And I'm going to see what happens. And ever since then, it's been taken out. So some somebody watching, the real reason you can't build your box because you're trying to build 10 boxes in a, in a uh, windstorm. You can't do that. You got to focus on one. You know what I mean? You got to focus on one. And I think that's what a lot of people are doing, Nikki. They're trying to build houses in a sandstorm. Ten houses. You can't do that. Hold, wait. First of all, you're not going to speed past that. Like, you didn't just say what you just said. Mm, I, I would want you to repeat it, but I just want that to soak in for certain people. I just want that to soak in. Moose, go. go. I like go. that. I like that. He said, you, you can't do it. <laughs> you can't <Yes>. do it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Jay, talk talk to us about what happens next now, right? Like you, you obviously kind of figured out the niche. You double down. You start building momentum. You said you got to 10,000 followers in 10 months. Were there some challenges maybe like at that point that you're like, ooh, okay, they, this one hurt a little bit. Any adjustments that you had to make, you know, what, what happened next after that? Okay, so now... Oh, I got my business. I'm excited. I'm an entrepreneur. Woo! All right, let me let me give y'all the dark side. So now 
I'm having fun. I'm posting. Okay. You got to get an LLC, right? Because you want to be official. Because I don't want, you know, Nikki to go to a restaurant and maybe something don't be good and maybe something happens and now she's coming to me. So now I what will I will blame you. I will. I will. <laughs> so now what I did, I said, I got to be serious. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I never filled out an LLC form, Lamont. You mad um, taking me down on, on my lunch break at work and go fill out an LLC form? We did that in March. That was the first thing. And so what I did was I said, God, if this is something I'm supposed to be doing, send me people now that will help me build this. So once we start generating income, I know who to put on payroll Mm. because I did not want to just create something and it just be fun. I wanted to create a systematic structure behind the fun, which makes something business. Because a lot of people just have hobbies. I don't think they have businesses. They just have uh, exciting hobbies. But I wanted to add systematic structure plus exciting hobbies, which equals business. The next day, Moose, somebody called me and said, God told me to serve you. That girl became my assistant for like a year and a half. A week after that, I, I got an accountant. A week after that, I got a marketing person from Pepsi. A week after that, I got a lawyer. And then wow. I had a graphic person. So then what I said was, okay. No matter what I do, I'm never going to give up. I'm going to post every single day. I don't care how many likes I get. I don't care how many comments I get. I'm just going to post every day. If people tell me this sucks, I'm going to keep on going. If I don't get the results, I'm going to keep on going. So I literally just started posting. I didn't think about the money. I didn't care about the money because I had a job. So I was like, the most I get is free food, but I'm working, so I don't need the money from these restaurants. I want to just post every day, right? So that's the first thing. Moves. I said, I'm going to just post every day. I don't care. I just want to add value to people. People are going to love coming to my page and go see good food. I'm going to keep doing it. Then I said, I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to show my freaking true self. I don't care no matter what. Then I'm going to find restaurants that nobody go to, and I'm going to just be real about it. I'm not going to bite the food. I'm going to do it all on camera and I'm just going to show people what it is. Then I said, I'm going to be emotionally stable. I'm going to be grounded in who I am no matter what. So if nigga kind of like, hey, you know you my homie, but that video was trash. I'm going to keep going anyway because I'm not going to take it personal. Because in business, people are going to be led by their emotions. I implemented those structures. In six months, we hit a thousand followers. In eight months, we hit three thousand. And in month eight, to month 10, we went from three to 10. So wow. then I said, okay. And this is when the business came. Moose called me one day. He's like, hey, um, I know you did that video three weeks ago, but I want it up like tomorrow. How much it costs? So now I have to figure out what does value look like? How much do I charge mm. people to buy? Mm. Right? And then that's how I was able to get money. And I was able to meet somebody. His name is Jared. They call him Feast Bobo. This man took me from here wow. <laughs> above the school. He gave me, this is how you charge. This is how you do value. This is how you do monthly contracts at restaurants. This is what a contract looks like. Um, this is what it means to literally add value to a restaurant where you can go to the next game. And he literally gave me the game and ended up becoming a, a food coach in the industry. So that's yeah. what happened. I started. I was excited. Then I have to uh, just figure out no money, just give out content. 
Skip all this other. And this is before we know everything about now. Like, you got to push content. This is before all of this. This is like, I got to just push out stuff because I'm starting from zero. I'm starting from scratch. And honestly, most, bro, that's, that's how it started, man. And from there, everything just magnified. It, it just wow. it just it just grew. But that's how it started because people think it's sweet. Like, oh, man, I see y'all podcast. Y'all got all these listeners. No, in the beginning. I never cared about followers. I did not care. I only cared if Moose comes to Chicago, him and his homies, they're going to find this restaurant and they're going to love it. And they're going to say, we saw this on Black People Eats. I didn't care about nothing else. Wow. And that's what my focus was in the beginning, bro. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. Man, I wish I could go deeper into certain parts, but um, man, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, we are. Okay. So talk, talk to the people that there's two things I want to go over, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, When you started charging for Mm -hmm. when people wanted you to post earlier, Mm -hmm. right? Um. Like, what did that even look like in your head? Did you go through the whole undervaluing your platform? Did you charge too high? Because I know pricing is a problem for some entrepreneurs, right? I'm not going to say all, but some entrepreneurs, especially when it comes to social media, because that's such like a new vibe for them. They're like, wait. I, I do this for free. You're telling me you want you you want me to charge you for this? Like, so talk out your process of like how did you measure your value based off dollars? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, thank you for that. So at first I was like, oh, fifty dollars. This cheap. People can pay me fifty dollars. That's nothing. It's extra money. I'm gonna be honest with you, Nikki. I was like, just give me fifty dollars. And then I just start charging 50. And this is when I said, okay, I got to change. I talked to my uh, mentor, Mr. Thomas. And that man said, how much you make an hour at your job? And I was like, uh, maybe like, I couldn't remember the price, like $25 or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. Did you quit your job? And I was like, no. He's like, okay. Well, you not worth more than what your job is paying you. How dare you charge me more than what you're willing to accept from a company? So to me, you should charge whatever they paying you. If your wow. job paying dollars, you're gonna charge me hundred dollars an hour, but you're accepting ten. I was like, I ain't ready for this wisdom. I'm gonna just go ahead and reject this real quick. Uh, so okay. I was saying, let me let me look at what the industry standard is. I was like, okay, the industry standard is, I believe, is $10 for every uh, 1000 I can't remember. It's like 10 to $12 for every 1000 like something like that. But these are black restaurants. So, like, right now, I could probably charge a white restaurant $1,500, $2,000, $3,000. I can't charge a black restaurant that because they don't even understand marketing budgets. They don't even understand that two to two to five, ten percent of your budget should be marketing, and then two to five percent should be digital marketing. They don't even understand that component. So wait, I was like, wait, wait. How, 
How, wait, first of all, you're not going to speed past that like you didn't just say what you just said. Bring that back. I need Rewind. somebody to write that down. I Rewind. need somebody to write that down. Black say that back. Black businesses do not understand. And this is according to an article I had saw at the time, I believe 2019 or 2020. Black businesses, 10% of your budget should go towards the marketing. Two to 5% should be towards digital marketing. And I'm pretty sure this number is higher now. So then I said to myself, Man, I can't charge them what white foodies is charging. Because white foodies to go to a restaurant and get paid $800 just for one picture. I said, man, me trying to explain that to a restaurant, I'm going to stress myself out even explaining that. So then I said, I want to be able to do this at an affordable price. So I was like, I'm going to just charge $50. And then I remember my uh, food coach at the time was like, you should charge about $50, $75 per post. And then you could do it for $250 a month. And then as I started to grow my following, I was like, I would change every like maybe 25, then 50. And then that's when I started to develop a price. But I did undervalue myself, Nikki, because you'd be like, man, do restaurants really want to pay? Are they really going to do it? But then this when I started to do some numbers. I said, hold on. If I charge these dudes $100 and I post this and 30 people just came and, and the meal is $20, that's $600, but I only charge them 100 and they just came up five. And then let's say if they at least get a 50% retention rate, then that means they're going to get 300 And that's off them giving me 100 They just made potentially $1,000, $900,000 in a month off my 100 Heck, you know. I had to start. I was like, uh-uh. So that's when, like, now I tell them my price. If they be like, that's too much, I'm like, okay. I, I don't care no more because I know the value and the experience that my platform brings. But I do feel like in the beginning, if you have value for real, don't devalue yourself because you need some money because people don't respect what you discount. They will not respect. What you you know what I'm saying? First of all, you're not going to speed past that. Like you didn't just say what you just said. Say that one more time. <laughs> people do not respect what you discount. Like um, there was a concept that I was watching. Um, what's the dude who do the angry bar? What's his name? Uh, bar remake. The guy, whatever his name is. I heard him say something and it, it stuck with me. He said, people don't get addicted to free. People get addicted to discounts. Because if I'm used, if, if, if Nikki charges $50,000 to speak, but she gives me a discount for 20, I'm never going to want to pay 50 because I just got her for 20. And I think once we experience something at a deal, we never want to pay the full value because we've experienced something at a discounted price. So why now should I charge something at a higher price? You got to always remember, if you take that higher price, if you do that, you got to expect people not to buy because they'd be like, well, if these wings were $6 on Monday, now you're telling me they're 13? Well, I'm, I'll just wait till Monday. Well. Wow. This podcast wow. Right now. But I'm, I, I don't, I'm kind of still caught up in the last three things you said. I don't even have a question. I'm still kind of processing right now. I'm not even going to lie. I'm like, shoot. I'm uh, Nikki, go back with another. You got I, another one, Nick? I got you. Please. I got you. Don't worry about it. I got yeah. it. Um, so, okay. We didn't even go over what in the world was your job before? Like, we speaking about... <laughs> We speaking all about the the process and the ups and downs of black people eats, but we don't even know 
what you did before and talk to us about the first day you thought about leaving, but didn't. Mm. Okay. I'll just give you everybody what the job is, Nikki. Thanks for that question. I was in corporate finance. I was working in an investment sector. So let's say, you know, Nikki and Moose has their money in Fidelity, like which is an investment firm, if you guys don't know what that is, or for the listeners who don't know, Nikki and Moose has their money in an investment firm. And let's say an investment firm is like a cookie jar. So Nikki and Moose money is our cookies. The cookies are in the cookie jar and the investment firm has access to the cookie jar to make sure cookies either come in, which means assets are coming in or cookies are coming out to bring more cookies in later. So I worked with investment manager firms, the cookie holder, to make sure that the money was still growing for people's accounts. So I was dealing with a client who might have one account, 30 currencies, multi-million dollars in all currencies. So I was working in the finance sector. It was, whoever this is for, you need to check, listen to this. I wanted to be in finance. I felt like my life would be nothing if I didn't get a job downtown Chicago in finance with the skinny suits, with the nice leather shoes, with the leather bag, with the skinny ties, with the pocket watches, with the pocket squares, with the watches, all that stuff. I thought my life was nothing. So I strive for that. I chased that. I got it. And I was miserable and I was empty. I want you guys to hear that. I literally, I remember people told me, you can't get a job like that going to a school like you're going to. And I was like, watch this. So I did it. I chased it. I got it. I received it. And I was miserable. I honestly knew the first day I walked in my job, this was not it. I knew it. I, like, I could just sense it over me. So I continued to work anyway. I tried to get a job two, two years in a row, Nikki. They told me, no, I got to the highest rank and I tried to get a job working over portfolios, like working with multi-million dollar clients. And then I remember they, I got to the highest ranking interview in the same, they told me the same thing two years in a row. I'm sorry, but you're a good candidate. You're positive. You're great energy. You bring a lot to the table, but no, the second year this happened, it broke me. And I remember it broke me because the person that got selected was a guy who sat across me in my job that was white, that didn't dress nice as me, that didn't have the expensive shoes like me, that didn't have the nice suits like me, that didn't have the charisma like me, that didn't have the charm like me, that didn't treat people well like me. And it broke me. And at that moment, when I did not, when I got declined, I remember I looked at myself and said, Am I dressing like this because of the image that I want to give me to this job? Am I doing this because I just want to get over there? Is this all about my ego? And I had to redefine my image in that moment. I stopped dressing up. I started dressing down. And I said, I'm just going to treat people nice and see how people respond to me by me not dressing up all the time. And I started to notice shifts. And that year, that it broke me was the same year I started Black People Eat. I called my mentor and I was like, man, I didn't get the job. And he was like, it wasn't meant for you to have it. And I wasn't trying to hit it. I was not trying to hear that. I was, I was hurt because I really wanted that job, but it was all my ego. So now Black People Eat start. Now it's going good. 
a year and a half in it, Eater, which is a big article company. I had launched a website for um, a black restaurant database for Atlanta and Chicago. It was getting all over the news. People started coming to me at my job. I was like, hey, I saw your article. Boom. I was like, okay, cool. That wasn't it. The moment I truly knew was when um, 2020, this is the moment when I knew. We did a fundraiser for uh, black restaurants because black restaurants was hurting. And I can remember just as clear as day, we did a fundraiser. And my goal was to raise uh, $20,000 in two weeks to help 40 restaurants. 40 restaurants could get 500. I woke up in a day and we had 25,000 in a day. We're at 50,000 in two days. I was like, I was like, I just raised my salary in two days. Mm. Then we did 60 in a week. Then we did 75 in two weeks. And then two individual companies gave away like 10,000 10, separately. Then that's in two weeks, right? So day eight of that fundraiser, I said, oh, let's do a festival. $6.19 San Francisco. Let's just see what happens. Man, hey, I might start crying. It's crazy. The day of Juneteenth, I put it together in seven days with my team. The festival did 500 grand. Sales only only 73 restaurants did 500 grand amongst all restaurants. So we raised 100. At the end of the fundraiser was the festival. The festival, 500 grand. The same night of the festival, finalized my deal with Discover. That was the moment I was like, I called my mentor and he's like, why are you still working? And he said, your name, he said, you don't have enough faith. I said, yes, I do. He's like, your name is Half Faith. I said, how? He's like, are you going to quit tomorrow? I was like, no. He's like, okay, your nickname is Half Faith. I'm going to call you Half Faith every time I see you, you leave. So he's like, Half faith, half faith. That's all he used to tell me. That was the moment I knew, but I didn't leave. This is the moment I left. Man, and somebody needs to hear this because I know what it's like. In September, I was on the news a lot. I think I was on the news like eight times within two weeks. In September of 2020, like uh, August, September, my boss called me in a meeting. It was random. We were just in a meeting talking. And then randomly at the end of the meeting, he was like, um, my boss called and said, uh, we, we, she saw you on the news and she was a little irate because she saw you on the news, but she thought she was on the news during work hours, but I implored her, you don't start until eight 30, but I was on the news at like eight and I, I love what you're doing. I think everything you're doing is good, but I just want to let you know that keep in mind that, uh, this job is your top priority and, um, um, make sure that if you're going to be on the news going forward, that you let me know so I can stay abreast. When I got that meeting, I was like, I'm leaving. I don't know when, but I'm out. This is my sign. I'm out. And then I actually ended up going to the head of PR. I found out that I don't need to tell him when I'm on the news because I'm not mentioning anything about my job. And that's when I said, Okay, I don't know when, but I'm, 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 it's, it's time. October, it was, it was funny that all of a sudden I had a training schedule the day that my festival started in October. 
Then I said, it's funny that my boss's boss would bring up that she saw me in a Chicago Tribune article on Instagram, but wouldn't say congratulations. So I started paying attention. I said, yeah, it's, it's, it's time. And then I went from, I'm going to quit. So I'm going to leave. So I'm going to leave soon to January 4th when I come back, I'm sending them an email and I'm out. So Nikki, that's um, June, early June team when I raised that money. That's when I knew, but I stayed. September of that, when I had that meeting with my boss, when he told me that his job was my top priority, that's when I knew. I set the date. I was like, yeah, I'm about to bounce. October with the training was the final straw. I'm like, yeah, I'm not even going to say nothing. I'm gone when I come back from vacation in January. And, and honestly, that, that's what was it for me. Man, man, so dope, Jeremy. Honestly, let, let me just tell you now. I don't even want to wait till we get to the end. Dude, I'm listening and I'm just so amazed that just Thanks. on so many levels, right? Like the, the story itself, the impact, uh, the passion and the, and the energy that you bring, I think is so dope. I'm, I'm literally like having a tough time come up with questions. I'm like, I'm enjoying, I'm, I feel like a listener right now. Like, <laughs> I got early access to the listening party or something. But no, that, that's phenomenal. Um, if I can at least ask this final question as we kind of get ready to wrap here, uh-huh. uh, talk, about, talk about the impact for the community now. You know, I think now more than ever, especially with the pandemic, and you spoke on it a little bit, uh, I, I have experience in the hospitality industry. I spent probably a decade in the hospitality industry myself. So, yeah, so I, I know firsthand, you know, I, the love for the industry when you're, bec- when you know, when you grow up in it. And of course, how much people have been impacted as a result of the pandemic. So talk about now, you know, some of just the, the, the change that you've been able to create for some of these businesses from an impact standpoint, just by being able to highlight them when, you know, like you said, you know, they're not going, the, the Michelin, I don't even know, review or whatnot is not necessarily going to go uh-huh. to some of these restaurants, but you're able to, so, you know, show some love to them. Talk about the impact a little bit, you know, for, for some of the people you featured. Yeah. Thanks, Moose. Honestly, man, last year was so life changing for me. And it was just like, I remember Moose, man, a restaurant owner texted me and said, Jeremy, I'm so glad you posted this. I didn't have enough money to make payroll, but when you posted this, we sold out. And I started to notice, Moose, like so many restaurants was generating income based on what we was posting. There's a restaurant I went to today. They sell out of their sandwiches by 11 o'clock and they open at 7 a.m. every day. They bought another cooker to cook more meat. And now it's trying to get a machine to produce more because people are coming in and ordering like four, five sandwiches because of the product. And for me, man, the impact of the community was so dope, especially at the Juneteenth when I started to see all cultures come up to me when I'm in the street. I love what you do and I love how we unify together. Oh, when I saw white couples on Juneteenth be genuine Coming to the south side of Chicago, going to these restaurants and saying, yes, we saw what's going on on Juneteenth. Or, you know, when we seen the when we gave away 54 checks of these restaurants, being able to get money from the grant from our burn building burned down. So we had to let 10 employees go to um, we had to cut employees down because of food costs and we're not generating income or because people is not coming. 
you know, to me, or when I signed the deal with Discover, when my team and I, we signed the deal with Discover and we gave away $5 million. Once I saw that immediate impact, I was like, this is what food does. Food brings people together. And I said, because of Black People Eats, because of the gift God gave me in the business, we're now able to unite the world through meals, companies with communities through meals, people of different races through meals. And when I started to, it, it was funny movement. None of this never hit me when I was doing it, bro. I didn't think about the impact of Black People Eats until like three in 2021, like three months ago. When I was on the phone with a restaurant owner and she made me realize I did Juneteenth during the restaurant relief fund, didn't sign the deal with Discover. Like from June to December of 2020, we've helped bring in a million dollars of black restaurants. And here's even tripped out part most the hundred thousand dollars that we raised, I didn't get a penny. All restaurants. So people not really ready to do strong community impact. None of that money touched me. I've never even made a six figures moose. None of that money went to me. You know what I'm saying? I've helped black restaurants get seven figures and none of it went to me. Because I said, if I can just give, I'm telling you I'll be blessed. And because of that, bro, Discover, Kingsford, General Mills, you know, more on the way. But bro, that all happened, man. Because I literally cared about changing the world one meal at a time. And I said, I guarantee you, I'm going to change this world through food. And honestly, bro, that's really how it happened, man. Just creating lasting things that's going to affect the community. And and that's really what shaped me, bro, when it comes to that community. Seeing lives change, seeing money being brought into communities, seeing people unite themselves through food. Seeing restaurant owners call me say we needed that. We did an extra 300% in sales. Seeing people do $20,000 days on a one day and they never did that. That's what brought me joy. You know what I mean? And to be real with you, I was broken and a little depressed when I was doing all this, but nobody knew because I was carrying the weight of what I was going through, plus the stress of my job, plus the stress of the community all on my back. But uh, Entrepreneur has to be willing to sacrifice their own pain in order to carry the pain of others because we have to bring people to an ultimate vision. And I was doing all this. I could have quit, but I didn't break. And honestly, moves that's how I knew. And that's what was joyful for me, man, to see the community have lasting impact just because of food and through mm. the platform that God has given me. Mm. Powerful. Powerful. Yeah, this is this is leaving me almost speechless. Almost people, almost. almost. I'm still here. Almost. I still got. I got one more question before we wrap up. Uh-huh. Um, let's do this. What's what's next? You 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 left the job. You're full time into this. Like, what's what's next for you? What's next for Black People Eats? I heard you doing some in Atlanta. I don't know. Uh, let the people know what you have coming up this quarter, this year, 10 months, 10 years. I don't know, whatever you want to say. <laughs> thank you, thank you. 
our goal is to do for Juneteenth. I want Juneteenth to do a million dollars in one day this year of 2021. So we do, we are doing the festival $6.19 in Chicago and Atlanta. Um, I want that to do a million in sales and I want to do the restaurant relief fund again. We, I want to raise a hundred grand and let that, excuse me, let all that money go to restaurants. Outside of that, next, we're going to do a, uh, a food festival in October, a month long festival where you get uh, specials every weekend, the month of October, because in other countries, black history is celebrated in October, not in February. So that's how I came up with the concept Blacktober. We did it last year um, and we're going to look to do that again. But my goal now is to really unite the world through eating and not just eating of food, eating of information, eating of the minds of people. So we will be launching and shout out to Nikki, you know what I'm saying? She the one who, who told me all the crazy jams and was really putting it in my ear and other people outside of Nikki as well. But we start launching a podcast and the podcast, uh, the goal of the podcast is to, to eat from the minds of people, food, life and business and to share information to you so you can eat it, digest it and have better lives. So that's what the goal is for me this year, focusing on those things. And who knows what's next? You know, we might have a TV show, you know, we get ready to go back to traveling. So it's, it's go time now. Like, when's the, when's the podcast break? First off, hold on. We we broke Inky's podcast on this podcast. We're, we're breaking Jeremy's podcast on this podcast. I just, I just want to point out we we break podcasts over here. Yeah, I mean I don't know many others, but but we, we do, do it over here. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we talk about it before here. before. Before anybody really knows, it's like not even out. So definitely keep that on your radar. But when when can we possibly expect it? What we talking about? So this is what uh, our team and I are thinking. Um, we're thinking to launch it in the fall of twenty one. Um, because what we're going to really start doing now is we're going to start brand brand plug for all you people out there who listening. We're going to start batch recording. Um, different restaurant owners. We're talking about the top of the top, the people who's really doing millions in sales. We're going to interview them. I'm actually um, going to have a host too, so it's not just me. Um, and then we're going to just record, 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 then release. So shameless plug out there for everybody who needs some branding tips. Um, record, then release. Record multiples, then release. Um, because you want to have an arsenal of what, what I call an arsenal of content. And my concept is documentation conceives content. So if you could just document journeys and processes and stories, then you can conceive content out of that documentation. So, and which will create an arsenal and then you can shoot at your targets because now you have a fully loaded weapon. So our goal is just to create content and at least have it out by the fall of 2021. And we dropping our first product and another shameless branding plug. Build your brand before you drop a product. We have over 100,000 followers. We're verified, and we've never dropped a product. I want all of you guys to let that sink in. And some of y'all selling before you building. But I'm going to just leave it at that because you can't get out of the free game. But build before you sell. So we're dropping mm-hmm. a product here. We're dropping a product. Listen, listen, let's not, let's not give too much. Let's gotten, we're, we're working on something behind the scenes. Yeah. Don't give it too much. Don't give too much. But um, we would love when your podcast comes out for we do a live show on YouTube. 
uh, for you to come promote your podcast live on on YouTube and we could possibly show a clip of it if you would like part of your little launch program oh, kind of vibe. I mean, yeah. it could be it could that. be instead of the, you know, the breakfast club, it'd be the Nikki and Moose kind of podcast launch kind of vibe. I'm just saying I'm just saying we got to. We got a dope little audience. Promo tour. Shout out, yeah. shout out we got to our you with YouTube the promo tour. Yeah, we got the promo tour ready for you. I'm just saying. I, I would love that. And thank you so much. I would love, love that. I really appreciate it. I would love that. Look, Moose, you, you got any you got anything to say? No, nope, I'm not even gonna try. Jeremy, I'm gonna pass <laughs> it back to you for final words and uh, uh yeah, get us. Uh, let here. me set it up. Let me set it up. Let me set it up. So first and foremost, like you heard. YouTube Live every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central, uh, 8 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, <laughs> 7 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. West Coast time. Go follow us at Nikki and Moose everywhere. Jeremy, tell them where they can find you, all that great food, that smile, all that great stuff. And then we normally let Moose close it out with final words, but uh, we, we got to hear another bar. We got to hear another bar. I'm just saying. It got it got to happen. So let them know where they can find you. And then that last bar. And mind you, people, hold on. Uh, he, he a preacher, preacher. So uh, expect expect the word right now. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just saying. Before I go, I first of all, I want to say, y'all, I want to say thank you, Nikki and Moose. First of all, thank you, Nikki, for all the love that you've shared um, guys, I hope you guys are seeing this is an example of what it means to build somebody else up. They did not have to let me on their platform. They also did not have to extend the courtesy of when I release the podcast, they're going to promote it. This is what true love looks like. You know, Nikki gave me the camera equipment. She told me what to do, how to do it. And she said, don't pay me back. You pay me back by creating good content. And, you know, shout out to Moose too for uh, just allowing me to be on this platform because he could have been like, no, I don't know. But the thing is, I hope you guys see. Do that, that, uh, do that one more time. Do that one more time. Like this, what it means. I want to thank both of you for allowing me to come on your platform, which is a wonderful platform. It has amazing people. And I just feel honored to be on that. Um, but you guys can catch me at Black People Eats. That's on Instagram, Facebook. Um, YouTube is Black People Eats TV. I um, mean, TikTok is uh, Black People Eats, and on Twitter is Black People Eats. You can find me there on all platforms. Um, that's it. You can catch me eating. On my personal Instagram is j.e.joyce. I'm now starting to help other people teach them how to build their brands. So that's where you can find some personal stuff. Um, and final words for me would be um, create something that's remarkable. Um, and when I say remarkable, I mean create something that's Remarkable. Remarkable means to mark about, which means to talk about. Create something that people will be emotionally connected to, that when they speak of it, it just invokes joy and it invokes for them to echo what you do until everybody has uttered your name, your brand and what you do. Find your purple cow. Your purple cow is something that when somebody sees it, they stop, see it and speak about it. If you can find that thing, create that remarkable thing and focus on that one thing, I guarantee you, you will have a line of cars stop taking pictures, showing and people telling about what you do and who you are. 